Chapter 10, Part 7 of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Richardson. Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. Edited by Gerald Bernie Smith. Chapter 10. Part 7. Practical Theology. 7. Religious Education. 1. Definition and Scope. Under the title Catechetics, Practical Theology has always concerned itself with the problems of the religious education of the young. As that name implies, it has been a study of the means by which the fundamental doctrines of the church and the social duties of its members might be made clear to children. The principal method employed until recent times was the catechism, with illustrations, explanatory sermons, etc. It has always been regarded as the duty of the pastor to supervise the religious training of the children of his parish and personally to prepare them for church membership. The development of the Sunday school somewhat enlarged the task of practical theology, but until lately the educational work of the church has not been a matter of very serious theological consideration. In the curriculum of the Theological Seminary of 20 years ago, a few lectures on the pastor's relation to the Sunday school covered all that was done in this field. It is now coming to be recognized that religious education is to be so broadly conceived that it will cover a very large part of the function of the church. Fonts in the educational ideal in the ministry very definitely presents this consideration as fundamental to the effective modern church. Religious education, considered as a science, is a study of the developing moral religious experience in order to determine the principles of its healthiest growth and the methods, materials, and activities by which that growth may be furthered. While a theoretical difference does exist between morality and religion, practically they cannot be separated. 2. The History of Religious Education This is a vast field. It must suffice simply to indicate the ground to be covered. Primitive Religious Education There is little education, properly so-called, among primitive peoples. There is rather a training in the technique of living, which is acquired by imitation. At puberty, however, among many peoples, elaborate and significant initiation ceremonies generally of a religious character take place. There is often some body of instruction given to the youth by the elders. Sometimes the secrets of the tribe are then revealed. Recent scholars have called attention to the significant parallel between these practices and the confirmation ritual 
or the conversion experience at the period of early adolescence in Christian churches. Ames has discussed the subject in The Psychology of Religious Experience, Boston, Houghton Mifflin Company, 1910. Hebrew Religious Education The Hebrew elementary school system probably arose shortly before or shortly after the time of Christ. There were no schools of the prophets in early Israel. Religion was a training developed by the sacrifices, festivals, and customs, and later by the synagogue service and with its prayers, scriptures, and instruction. The Hebrew life at its best was deeply religious, and the child grew into it as his inheritance. Greek and Roman Religious Education The developed education of the Greek and Roman youth was intimately connected with religion. It is the individualism of Christianity that has made its religious education so different from that of other peoples. When religion is the national possession, every youth comes into an appreciation of its significance just as he acquires patriotism and the moral standards of his group. We have much to learn from an understanding of this acquisition of moral and religious ideals by means of the social inheritance. Early Christian Education There is very little reference to education in the New Testament. Education being so largely a discipline in the communal life, the disciples took for granted that the children of Christians would grow up in the practice of the Christian life. The catechumenate was established especially for the instruction of the heathen before their reception into the church. Later it became customary for children to receive catechetical instruction before their confirmation. The details of this matter have never been thoroughly studied. Religious Education in the Middle Ages The church councils constantly laid emphasis upon the duty of pastors to catechize. There was evidently great laxity on the part of the priesthood. Religion was largely participation in the festivals and ceremonials of the common religious life. The most notable education, which was not without its religious character, was that of chivalry. Here the child entered on a system of discipline which was not acquired from books but from the activities of life. He learned how to live and to behave as a page. In due time the youth learned the duties of a squire. At last, with the most solemn and impressive religious ceremonial, he took the vows of knighthood. Our modern book education, so little related to life and bereft of pageantry and ceremonial, has much to learn from the extraordinary effectiveness with which the ideals of knighthood were so often achieved in that rude age. Monroe has a brief discussion of this discipline. In a less degree, a similar life training 
was effected by the trade apprenticeships and in the homes both high and low by the teaching given the girls in the performance of housewifely duties humanism and its effect on religious education humanism with its appreciation of learning brought about the change from discipline to instruction the youth must learn the things that could be known especially the classic literature and in religion he must know the bible and the creed to be sure there was great emphasis upon the exercises of religion but there was far more upon the material that emphasis characterizes the schools of germany and of great britain to this day and persists in many of the american churches its fundamental methods were the memorizing of scripture and of catechism and the explanation of these in terms of duties moral and religious the educational era is in exalting the significance of material above the needs of the developing human personality the sunday school the great development of religious education arose from the voluntary efforts of the laity to give religious instruction to neglected children while the clergy in england and especially in america were supposed to catechize all the children in their parishes there were in fact large numbers who received no religious instruction at all many sporadic efforts were made during the eighteenth century to meet this neglect the one which attained public recognition and therefore permanence was that of mr robert rakes of gloucester who established schools on sundays for poor children who could not go to school on weekdays he provided that they should be taught to read in order that they might be able to read the bible and the catechism the chief purpose of reading according to practically all school authorities in the eighteenth century the name sunday school was given to this new institution and it soon spread over all england and wales but not so readily in scotland where religious training was better administered it was imported into america and attained great vogue national organizations were formed for its propagation at last an international organization and a world sunday school convention organized all the forces of the protestant world in a united work the modern religious educational emphasis while the sunday school in its extensive effort went into every community in great britain and america and spread over the whole world its work for the most part was and is still very superficial the sunday school teacher is generally entirely untrained sunday school literature has until recently been far below the standards of the public school sunday school work has been enthusiastic and inspirational but not educational during the last quarter of a century in england and america expert educators have given much attention to the matter of religious education 
earnestly advocating reforms and improvements. In 1903, the Religious Education Association was formed for the purpose of uniting all persons interested in the subject in a common endeavor to further religion by educational means in home, school, church, community, and in all human life. The International Sunday School Association has been hospitable to the newer ideals and has invited the cooperation of religious educators and given them place on its boards and committees. It has completely revised its curriculum, presenting a graded course of study from the kindergarten to the adult classes. This has been accepted and issued in text pamphlet form by the leading denominational publishing houses. Other systems of graded curricula have been developed, most notably the Constructive Studies published by the University of Chicago Press, the Completely Graded Series published by Scribner, and the new graded system announced by the Unitarian Board. The problem of moral and religious education in the public schools has received earnest attention during recent years. The great controversy over sectarian education in England produced the Moral Education League, which developed a series of textbooks in the field. Sadler's two-volume Moral Instruction and Training in Schools is a conspectus of what is being attempted in this direction all over the world. The proceedings of the National Education Association and of the Religious Education Association contain numerous papers presenting the various points of view of education in America. Numerous very interesting experiments, notably that at Geary, have recently come into operation. These will need most careful observation and criticism. A valuable beginning of such evaluation has been made in the reports published in Religious Education, February 1916. 3. Data of Religious Education General Psychology Religious education is concerned with a process in consciousness. Religion is a complex of attitudes, dispositions, habits, ideals. It is concerned with reactions of thought, of feeling, of conduct. It has to do with imagination, memory, association. Education in religion can only be understood as consciousness in all these aspects is understood. The science of consciousness is psychology, which therefore must be fundamental in the study and practice of religious education. Genetic psychology. The human personality, conceived as a psychophysical organism, is in process of development. From birth to maturity, there are interrelated changes, physical and psychical, which determine the nature of the organism at any period of its growth. Education cannot deal with memory, imagination, reasoning, but with these functions of consciousness as they operate at any given stage of development. The science of 
the developing consciousness is genetic psychology, which thus becomes of high importance to the religious educator. Social psychology. Education is also a social process. Indeed, it cannot be defined apart from the use of social terms. Thus, the special phase of psychology, which is concerned with the study of the social nature of consciousness and the interpretation of reciprocal personal relations, is contributory to education. Anthropology. All subjects today are studied genetically. Every phase of our religious experience has its history and is illuminated by an understanding of its genesis and development. A knowledge of the life, culture, and education of primitive man and of the less developed races is of great value for the appreciation of modern problems. The fact that the correspondences between primitive and child life have been greatly overstated does not lessen the importance of the contribution of anthropology to education. The psychology of religion. As religious education is concerned with the development of the moral religious life, it is obvious that it must understand the nature of the experience which it seeks to promote. The psychology of religion studies and interprets that experience, thus furnishing the religious educator with the means of understanding his task and estimating his results. This is also a new science, and so dependent is religious education upon the progress of the psychology of religion that the two can scarcely be separated in practical study. This science holds so large a relation to the whole field of practical theology that it has seemed wise to give it a brief separate treatment with some discussion of its literature. See below pages 663 and following. General Education Education is a unitary process. Religious education is not a distinct undertaking which can be separated from so-called secular education. Every educational process has its ethical and religious influence. Whether we work in church or in school, we deal with the same human in instincts, dispositions, capacities, emotions, ideas, activities. Religious education is only a special emphasis. If it is to be broad and wise, it must keep close to the principles and methods which education in general has worked out. Education has made great advances in recent years. It has a hundred experts where religious education has one. The younger branch of the science does well, therefore, to learn very humbly from the elder. 4. Theories or Religious Education There is a theory of religious education held by not a few persons who are not themselves religious, which may be called prophylactic. A writer on the subject actually stated that he would wish to have his own child brought up in the strictest type of Calvinism till he was about 11 years of age after which he would gradually let him get rid of it.
a lady who does not regard the church as useful to herself allowed her children to engage in all its activities and frankly stated that it seemed to be about the best thing for them until they reached 15 years of age. These views would seem to indicate that religion is a lower stage of culture through which the child must pass on his way to that of the super-religious man. The Culture Epochs Theory the only theory of religious education which has actually gained a name is that which has come over from the field of general education and is founded on the recapitulation theory. As biology was supposed to have proved that the individual recapitulated in the prenatal stage the history of his whole line of ancestors, so by an interesting analogy it was assumed that in his postnatal stage, he passed through the various periods of culture through which the race has passed. Born an animal, he developed into a savage, this stage roughly comprising the period of childhood, thence into a barbarian at adolescence, and so gradually into a civilized man. This being the case, it was positively advantageous that he should live a genuinely savage and barbarian life, lest, like a tadpole deprived of his tail, he should be cut off from his natural development. This theory is worked out in great completeness and with much interest in G. Stanley Jaws' Adolescence, New York, Appleton, 1904. The theory has largely lost its vogue in recent years, as both the biologists and anthropologists have denied its basis. At the best, it would be a very unsafe guide by which to organize a system of education. The Preparation Theory The process of religious education has very often been regarded as the means by which the immature person was prepared for mature life. Spencer has given us a great definition of education as preparation for complete living. It would be idle to deny that there is a large element of truth in this view, but it does not sufficiently take account of the most important fact that living itself is the only preparation for larger living. The boy is best prepared to be a man by being a complete boy. The danger of the preparation theory is that it may degenerate into a cold storage theory. For example, because later childhood is supposed to be a time of peculiar ability in memorizing, it has often been insisted that advantage should be taken of this fact to store the mind with material that would be useful later on. W. W. Smith, in his book Religious Education, Milwaukee, Young Churchman Company, 1909, defends this view. It has been carried by some to such an extreme that abstract theological definitions expressed in elaborate formulas have been committed to memory by children who are expected to retain them till some future time when they would become useful. This is to offend against the soundest principles of pedagogy. 
there can be no value in learning anything that does not have some point of contact with experience and nothing can be more unfortunate than to associate religion with meaningless abstractions the progressively socialized personality the aim of religious education can be stated only in terms of socialized personality that means becoming at home in the universe with the father god at home in the world with the brother man and contributing one's best to the ongoing process this is to be genetically conceived at every stage of life there is a certain normal possibility of this socialization it begins with the babe's relation to its mother as yet unrealized extends through the naturally enlarging groups of home companions school community and finds its goals in the completely socialized spirit of jesus a true religious education would always seek to know what would be the helpful and significant experience in this socializing process at any period of life and would strive to secure such limited experience assured that so the best advance was being made toward the goal five institutions of religious education dewey in moral principles underlying education has shown that the definition of education as the symmetrical development of all the powers of the individual is defective because each of the terms needs to be defined the individual does not develop by himself but always in relation to social situations education is therefore to be conceived as a social process moral religious education particularly so it is in the creation of social situations conducive to ethical and religious development that the process of such education consists there are at least four institutions which are concerned with this task the home altogether the most important religious institution is the home in the early years of childhood are formed the dispositions prejudices and attitudes which are so largely determinative through life the home is able to provide a natural community within which its various members shall live that corporate life which is genuinely social yet the home is for the most part little conscious of its responsibility and even of the real nature of its task the problem of the education of parents is one that must be vigorously faced after the wide discussion regarding the teaching of sex hygiene in the schools many educators have come to the conclusion that the proper method is to teach the parents how to teach their children and the principle that is made so evident in startling fashion in this subject is equally true in many others the most progressive churches are seriously undertaking classes for parents in the health of childhood the psychology of childhood the problems of religious and moral nurture the school 
Historically, the school has always been regarded as an institution particularly concerned with moral and religious education. Its close relationship with the church, which existed until very recently in America, and which still continues in many countries, made possible a correlated religious education through weekdays and Sundays. The complicated process by which this has become impossible in America is familiar, and it is quite useless as well as unwise to make any attempt to return to our former condition. Our schools are inevitably secularized. That is to say, they cannot give specifically religious instruction, nor can they make use of the Bible even to the extent of reading limited portions of it. However, the real responsibility of the school for moral training is only obscured uh, by a discussion of the permissibility of the use of the Bible by the teacher. Our definition of religious education indicates the direction in which the school must function in the development of the child. If the studies are so organized as to permit an enlargement and enrichment of the social experience, if the school is a community where the social life of the teacher and pupils and of children together is so carried on that social values are realized, then the school is serving most effectively as an institution of moral education. The Church the one institution whose sole and specific aim is religious education is the church. All its organization, worship, instruction, social life, and altruistic developments are properly directed toward the development of the moral religious values in its membership and in those to whom its members may minister. And the church is strong in proportion as it recognizes its educational purpose and its social responsibility. This function of the church may be obscured under any of the following conditions. A. When the church exists as a religious institution, separate in thought and interest from the great world of modern life. B when the idea obtains that the principal business of the church is to get people converted or committed to the Christian life as if anything significant were accomplished by this one moment of decision. C. When the traditional routine of church life goes on without any careful study of the educational character of its various activities and their possible modification or improvement d when the necessity for financial self-maintenance absorbs the energies of its members with the consequent temptation to resort to catchpenny and therefore non-educational means of raising money e when the altruistic motives lead the members to sporadic and unconsidered charities without the establishment of genuine social relations. The church has some serious handicaps in its task. A. While it has a superlative 
opportunity in the fact that Sunday morning is still practically its own, yet even this great section of time is quite insufficient for adequate education. b. In spite of the fact in which the church has gloried that the last century has been conspicuous for the magnitude of its lay service, it is becoming increasingly evident that this service is lamentably incompetent. A trained lay leadership is a present problem of great moment. c. The church has traditions of a noble architecture which, however, was designed originally for the spectators of a dramatic pageant, and then was modified to suit the needs of the audience of a popular oration, and now must be adapted to the demands of a complicated educational institution. Few churches have the equipment that is necessary for the educational task. Some interesting experiments are being made in the direction of enlarging religious education by cooperation between the church and the public school. In North Dakota High School, students may receive credit for Bible study carried on in the Sunday school, examinations on the subject being set by the state authorities. A similar plan is in operation in Colorado and elsewhere. In the almost revolutionary plans of the schools of Gary, Indiana, the superintendent has offered to the churches any opportunities that they desire to take the children during school hours for study in the church buildings. Several denominations have put educational directors into that community to work out such plans of religious education. The results will depend largely upon the possibility of training religious teachers. The community. We are just beginning to realize that the community is a social institution with high educational value. Chicago's establishment of field houses is notable. The large educational values that arise out of properly organized play must be recognized, not only by the church and Christian associations, but by the municipalities and the rural communities, for the life of a people will never rise above the level of the moral quality of its amusements. When boys or girls run the streets, form gangs, and patronize harmful amusements, they are being educated downward by the community. It is important that the church should foster this movement and direct it rather than feel jealous of its influences. The church gains in its very loss whenever it inspires the people as a whole to take upon themselves some new educational function. The Correlation of Educational Activities the aroused sense of educational responsibility has resulted in the somewhat feverish anxiety of various institutions to equip themselves for the task without having any very clear idea of the division of the responsibility. As soon as we can see the possibilities a little more clearly, there will need to be some better definition of the functions 
of the various educational institutions than has been yet made and some satisfactory correlation of their efforts it may be possible to do this through the religious education association in whose journal these problems are constantly discussed six the organization of religious education developments in the church the acceptance of the sunday school by the church in the beginning of the last century was the first educational development beyond the pastoral oversight of the young this was followed by the establishment of many societies of young men and women for self-culture culminating in the formation of the young people's society of christian endeavor this with its related denominational organizations was properly intended for young people of about 18 to 25 years of age unfortunately junior societies were formed for children and intermediate societies for boys and girls each conducting prayer and testimony meetings in imitation of their elders a much healthier development was the knights of king arthur for boys the queens of avalon for girls and other similar institutions founded on the modernized ideals of chivalry the latest and in many respects most satisfactory of all are the boy scouts and the campfire girls besides these better known organizations there are a host of clubs recreational dramatic musical together with choir organizations mission study circles etc within the sunday school itself have come the organized classes such as baracus and philatheus which are essentially clubs with various recreational and other activities correlation of educational agencies in the local church a very serious problem is the adjustment of these various organizations to one another and to the church life as a whole many of the interesting activities which formerly belonged to the sunday school have been taken over by these specialized organizations so that it may easily come to pass that the sunday school will be merely a teaching institution all the social activities being otherwise conducted the attempts that have been made to conserve the significance of the biblical instruction by requiring a certain minimum of attendance in sunday school for eligibility for the more interesting activities are not likely to enhance the intrinsic value of the instruction evidently there is needed such a correlation of these good activities that there shall be no gaps no overlapping no useless organizations no undue demand upon individuals either as leaders or as members while the educational idea shall be dominant the sunday school would seem to be the basal organization which can be enlarged and developed to include all others community organizations of religious education the local denominational church is seldom competent to care for all the educational interests of its own people 
and when a vigorous church is able to do so, this is frequently done at the cost of others who are unable to compete. It is becoming increasingly evident that many educational activities should be carried on by the whole Christian community rather than by the individual church. The Christian associations often serve as such cooperating agencies. The City Institute for Teacher Training, which has been developed in many places, most notably in Des Moines, Iowa, is a significant effort in this direction. Athian has described this and discussed the principles involved in the City Institute for Religious Teachers. Chicago, the University of Chicago Press, 1915. The question has indeed arisen whether we may not in the near future need a city superintendent of religious education who would be an officer of experience and dignity comparable to the superintendent of schools. 7. Materials of Religious Education The Criteria of Religious Material when Christian faith is defined in intellectualistic terms, religious material does not extend very much beyond the Bible, Christian doctrine, and the elements of worship. But when religion is thought of as progressive socialization, everything that tends to enrich social experience has moral religious value. There is a sense in which every sound discipline would mediate such enrichment. It is the same sense in which we speak of all life as religious. However, it would be more helpful to confine the term religious or ethical or social to such material as has some special wealth in the particular direction. The value of the Bible all that has been written regarding the Bible is literature of power, as the inspirational record of religious experience, applies at this point, with a further provision that its value must be estimated with reference to the developing experience of the growing individual. Its wide range of literature contains material adapted to the interest and experience of every age of life. The Bible can no longer be the one material of religious instruction. We do not need a Bible school. But there is no danger that the Bible will lose its unique significance. Its intrinsic worth, the hallowed associations of the centuries, and its integral place in our literature and thought make the Bible religious material of first value. Direct Moral and Religious Instruction When any material embodies the idea that is to be taught without specifically expressing it, the moral instruction is indirect. Can such instruction be given directly? Of course, the most effective instruction is connected with the actual occurrence of moral crises as when the telling of a lie gives opportunity to discuss the social significance of lying 
or when the sense of a need of God leads to instruction in prayer. A more difficult question is whether vital moral discussions can be aroused apart from the occurrence of the moral crisis. The futility of a vast amount of exhortation to be good is, of course, evident. 8. Methods of Religious Education Religious Pedagogy When the problem of adequate religious material has been solved and this material has been organized into a graded system, there arises the problem of pedagogy. The same objection may be made to the term religious pedagogy as to religious education. Of course, there are no distinct pedagogical principles that belong to religion. Any satisfactory system of education seeks to secure from any material of instruction the fitting results in social efficiency. Yet because the religious reactions are so subtle and because so much mistake has been made in seeking to get adult reactions from the immature persons, it is particularly important that the principles of teaching should be carefully studied with reference to their religious and moral implications. The Education of Religious Feeling Feeling is fundamental in religion and affords impulse to conduct. A full discussion of this subject would involve a consideration of worship as a phase of the psychology of religion. Of course, personal religion in the leaders of the church and sincerity in the conduct of religious exercises are essential to the cultivation of fine religious feeling. Yet the adequate stimulation of such feeling in younger or older people or in groups of various ages by means of the various liturgical elements as well as by spontaneous exercises is scientifically a psychological problem and practically a problem of technique. Expressional Activities Religion has not been taught when religious ideas have been imparted, nor when religious feeling has been stirred, but only when religious conduct has resulted. The church is not so well equipped for this experimental task as for the intellectual and emotional phases of its work. Indeed, about the only opportunity that it has furnished its members for the active expression of religion has been for the few in carrying on its own life, including its educational work, and for the many, both old and young, in the giving of money. And this latter activity, with its extraordinary educational possibilities, has been for the most part sadly uneducational. The church has been so busy in getting the money for local and philanthropic and missionary needs that it has given little attention to the education of people and the giving of money. This again is a problem of graded education, having regard to the developing experience of children and young people. Beyond the giving of money, there is the great field of the giving of service, and this in such a way as to establish genuine social relations 
with the persons served. Here is a very fine problem in practical social psychology, which needs much more careful study than it has received. 9. Special Problems The problems of religious education beyond those involved in the various phases of the subject already discussed are intimately connected with the problems of the psychology of religion. Indeed, they are often largely the educational aspects of these latter problems. Very fundamental is the question whether anything like an experimental approach to these problems is possible. Can we devise a technique by means of which we can measure the results of our educational experience in religion and morals? Some of the most pressing problems to be studied are the following. 1. Efficient religious education for the various stages of the developing life, young child, older child, boy, girl, young man, young woman, adult. 2. The place of the intellectual, the affective, and the conduct elements in religious development. 3. The development of moral and religious life in connection with the growth of sex consciousness. 4. The relation of religion and play. And 5. The preparation of the child for church membership. End of chapter 10, part 7.